Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. That's right, my friends. It is time for another episode, and one of, and probably what the second to the last episode of Big Brother After Show. Man, that's kind of sad, isn't it? I mean, you might be happy. You might be relieved to get it over with. Uh, I, you know, it's it, you know what I enjoy doing it. You know, every week I enjoy coming on the show. I appreciate the people that um, put this together that asked me to do it. Uh, it's a great feeling to know that people wanted me to talk about it and feel that I can talk about it and are confident in it. And I hope that I've done a good service so far for everyone that's listening to the show. Now, viewership has grown quite a bit. I appreciate it. You know, I really wish that you guys would be broken in a little bit, and that you'd call. I know I have a couple of my regulars on the line that we're going to get to a little bit later. Um, but, you know, you should be a regular. You should call in. I know it's the last two shows, but, my gosh, you know, you got nothing to lose. It's 917-889-7084. You can also send a chat uh, on this little box that you hear me talking out of. There's a chat selection. You can jump on and chat, or you can send me a message on the Big Brother After Show Facebook page. We're the only one out there, so please send a message. I've got a couple from last week. Uh, I know there's a lot of confusion about um, about last week and what was, or actually this week and what was going on. There was some talk about us trying to do a show for Tuesday, um, but you know, once we found out that you know the eviction was kind of already done and it was already out there, and people were talking about it on all the pages like Reality Chat and Addicted to Big Brother, the two I go to the most. Um, once all that was kind of out there and people were talking about it, uh, you know, it kind of seemed pointless at that at that moment because everybody had kind of already gone through everything they wanted to go through. People have said what they wanted to say all day. Um, you know, it just was one of those things where it was kind of just out there. And once that happens, it kind of becomes just like a regular show when you see it on Tuesday. So we didn't do Tuesday night. I know that they were setting it up to go Tuesday night and they backed off. And that was okay with me because really I think – Staying on Wednesday is good. We've got two more this show and the next one to go. Next one, next Wednesday is the live is the uh, live finale. Uh, of course, we'll be going right after that. And I think it's going to be over at 11. I know it starts at 9:30, and I heard it was an hour and a half. So we may see some of these guys. Uh, we may see some of you guys a little late that night at 11 o'clock. Um, 
on the eastern board, so seaboard. So, you know, hey, you know, if we can have you on finale night, we'd love to have you. I'd love to see the phone lines light up and we could go for two hours straight. But we'll see. I know 11 o'clock's late, but I'm not sure if it's 9.30 through 11 o'clock. I know it's an hour and a half, and I believe it starts at 9.30. So it's going to be a long episode. Uh, but, yeah, so we were talking about doing it Tuesday, the people that kind of put it together and didn't even send me new commercials, which drives me nuts because I had a com- new commercials in, like, three weeks. Um, you know, puts the sponsorships together and everything like that and gets the money to kind of get it paid. Trust me, it's not much. You could probably reach in your pocket, make a fist, and pull something out, and that would be about as much as the show's made. Um, so it hasn't been very, very, very profitable at all. But I think it's been enough to keep keep the show going, and that's good, uh, from sponsorships and whatnot. So anyway... Uh, you know, we were talking about doing it Tuesday, and, and just once we dis- once we discovered that it was going to be a pre-taped eviction, it really was kind of anticlimactic. It kind of everybody kind of already knew what was going on, and you know, we talked about it, and they asked me, and I said, you know, I really just feel like we're better when it's live eviction. We're better when things are going down right when they happened, um, and you know, Sunday shows are really a lot of fun, and, and those are pre-recorded, but. Um, you know, it just felt like, you know, when we're getting into the last two weeks, let's, let's do the live stuff when it happens. Let's, let's let people get hit in the face with something, and then let's talk about it, because then they haven't had a lot of time to, to vent. So that's what we did. We decided to go to Wednesday, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did. I think, we, I think it would have made today – I mean, we've got a lot to talk about from tonight. And, of course, my callers is always, are always on the, on the line waiting. Um, but – you know, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, and what was nice is I think that Tuesday and Wednesday couple up really nice for us to talk about a ton of things, for us to talk about what's going on. Now, if you haven't watched the show, you're on the Pacific Coast, and you haven't watched feeds, you don't have a clue what's going on. If you want to know, I'll tell you. If, if not, you might want to close your ears. But, uh, and this broadcast all over the world, so, I mean, you know, we're, we're in California right now, too, as, as Mr. California will attest to. But at the end of the day, we know Frankie went home yesterday. Um, I know people are upset that Frankie. You know what? I, you know, I, you know. I was. I guess I'll say it. The truth of the matter. A lot of my Frankie stuff was really to offset a lot of the popular opinion because when you're in this seat, when you're doing this, you do have to kind of be on the outside, and you do have to even out balance. You know. And I know there was a ton of hate for Frankie. Now I, I, I do like his. I did like his game. I think he made some mistakes. We've gone over that. We don't need to do it again. But. I did. I did think he was the be, the best competitor. I do think he had a very strong social game, and I think a lot of people won't give him credit for his game. Now, as a person, and seeing some of the clips tonight, it it really just kind of reiterated what everybody was saying. The guy's kind of a douchebag. Um, he's kind of a tool, and and I get that. Uh, you know, I I completely kind of agree with that actually. Um, but I do think his game was good, and 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 I do think that he was thinking about a step ahead. Of course, he trusted them a little too much. And, and, you know, I think when Frankie um, wanted to kind of dismantle the alliance, you know, he did do it a little – he did do it a little – I almost think a little bit – it was actually kind of right on time. The problem was, is I think just going to Christine and talking about it was just a huge mistake. I think he should have known better. I think he should have known that they were all in the group together. He should have seen that she was a little weaker. But I think that Frankie definitely should have put this in play a little earlier on I think that he was the only one, other than Derek, who's smart enough to see that I have to get rid of these people in the alliance. They're going to get in my way. He's said a lot of things gameplay-wise that I agree with. I think his 
motion to get rid of Victoria because Victoria's in his way to be taken, I think was completely right. I think he was right about that. Um, whether or not he would have won in the end, I, d- I don't know. I, I just, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how well he's liked in the jury. I, r- I really don't. Um, you know, I-, I would think that people are probably annoyed to see him, but probably happy to see him because he's not there. Um, probably happy that he's not going to win. But at the same time, you know, I don't know that there was as much dislike for Frankie right off the bat in the in the house and the jury. Like, there probably will be when they all leave and watch. I mean, when they all leave and watch, they're probably going to be like, what the hell? And it's probably, it probably, you know, any call that he makes to them will probably go unanswered. But, um, you know, I don't know that he's going to be disliked. I think a lot of people were upset because the CBS employees and friends were supposedly there um, on Monday when the eviction was taped. And so Frankie didn't get his booze. I'll be honest, I don't know that Frankie was going to get seriously booed like Christine. I think there's a difference between just being an awful person in the house and saying some really bad, tasteful, tasteless things. Frankie definitely was somebody who said a lot of di- uh, distasteful things. Uh, Christine was somebody that was kind of doing things that we all kind of view as uncomfortable when we know that she's married. She also didn't really do a whole lot. She kind of lucked and tripped into a situation that benefited her greatly. Uh, you know, she tripped into the to the bomb squad. She fell into, you know, a lot of alliance stuff that she just was in the right place at the right time. And I think her cockiness, like she was actually making these huge moves and she was putting herself in position, really aggravated a lot of people. And, of course, you add in Cody and her messing around, and I think that that kind of just flew all over people. Frankie probably would have gotten some booze. I don't know that it wouldn't have been as bad as Christine's. Uh, Christine's was just really, really bad. Um, now, on the other end, you know, he is gone. And i got to tell you, folks, it's time to let it go. He's gone. Give the guy 24 hours, 48 hours. Let's move on. I mean, you know, it's amazing to me that people hate Frankie so much they can't wait to get him off the show. Cannot wait to get rid of him. Cannot wait to get rid of him. And then as soon as he leaves... It's like all of the conversations about Frankie go double on all the pages. I mean, all of them, not just one or two, you know, my two that I stick to, Reality Chat and Addicted to Big Brother. You know, they, they're pretty even killed. But, you know, everywhere you went, you know, it's, it was the same thing. I mean, it was just like double stack on Frankie. It's like, my word. It's like you guys have talked bad about this guy the entire time, not to say that he doesn't deserve it. I just want to say that. He deserves a lot of it. But then when he gets evicted, it's like it keeps going and going and going. Tomorrow I'm going to log on, I'm going to go to a couple of pages, and I'm going to see Frankie stuff all over the place. It's like, man, the game is moving on. we got one more week left. Let's let Frankie be Frankie. But at the same time, you know, I think he played a good game. I wasn't too sorry to see him go. Part of me is sorry to see him go only because I do think that Frankie made the season more interesting. You can dislike that fact, but it is a fact. If Frankie had not played this season, you would not be as interested as you are. You, you, you got to realize that Big Brother and CBS, the Evil Dicks, the Wills, the Rachels, you've got to understand that part of their casting is to cast somebody that you're going to love to hate. Rachel is that for my wife. My wife can't stand Rachel. Uh, Evil Dick was that person. Believe it or not, a lot of people look back on Will and say he's, he's fantastic. And Will is my favorite player. But I remember during season two, people hating Will. They didn't like him being dishonest. They didn't like his lying. And nobody had really seen that in the game. They didn't know that that's how the game was really played. That's why a lot of people say Will molded the game. He did. He kind of showed us all this is the way it's really played. And I think that a lot of people were appalled 
by I remember people being appalled by Will. I remember people being appalled by uh Danielle Reyes. I remember people being appalled by uh, you know, Janelle in season six. I mean, I'm telling you, you, you like them now, but back then when the seasons were going on, there were a lot of people who did not like at least one player in, in a large margin that looked back years later and say, God, I kind of miss that person. And Big Brother cast them every single season, okay? So take the shock off, take the makeup shock off, the, you know, the whole thing, and just realize that Frankie was put in the house because they knew he was going to be eccentric. They knew that he – I don't think they knew he was going to be as good of a competitor as he was. I mean, I didn't think he would be. Uh, I thought Cody would be a, a hell of a lot better competitor than he was. But I think – and I don't think that they realized how competitive he would be and how much he would strategize. But I definitely think that, you know, he is in there or he was in there to, to piss you off. I mean, he was in there to aggravate you. Nobody likes to see rich people getting richer. Nobody likes to see famous people getting more famous. Nobody likes to see somebody who's born with a silver spoon in a house playing against people who are trying to win money for their families. I mean, it had to be aggravating to say, I'm going to give all this money to charity, and Derek and Donnie and all of them are looking at him going, holy crap. Great, I'm glad you can, but I can't. You know, I am my charity. So I think he was there to aggravate, and, and you know, people have to understand that before you get too angry, before you, you know, celebrate too much that Frankie's gone. That's fine. But... You know, he is there to be the antagonist. He is there to to antagonize your situation while you're watching. He is there to be your Rachel. He is there to be your evil dick. He's there to be your Will, your Janelle, your Danielle. I mean, he's there to do that. And that's his season. Hey, hey uh, you know, Amanda was that for last season, you know. I, I mean, they're going to put those people in there, as they should. You get, you've got to have people that you love to hate. I hate to tell you people that, but you've got to have people you love to hate or or it's a boring season. So, trust me, without Frankie, this season would have been pretty dull. You might want to thank Frankie at the end of the day that you didn't tune out, because I have a feeling if he wasn't there, you might have. It's a pretty boring season with everybody else. Moving on. Uh, so, we got some calls to go to, but before we do that, just to kind of wrap up, of course, Frankie's gone. Um, Frankie's now in the jury house. Hopefully, they're going to show that. Uh, Friday. I can't wait to see that Friday. We're going to see the first half of the HOH, final HOH Friday. Um, and, you know, I don't, you know, I, I guess Frankie was the right guy to go home. Everybody, it's a, it's over with anyway. My question is, was Caleb the right guy to go home tonight? Now, live eviction. Poor Caleb. Poor Caleb. You know, I, I told you guys, and I don't mean to, to toot my own horn, but I'm going to. I'm going to tickle my own fancy. I'm going to float my own boat. Look, Caleb was pretty damn good when Amber left the house. And I told you guys, he's going to refocus. And he obviously has an ability to focus on what's in front of him. And once Amber was gone, I mean, you saw the intensity with Amber. I mean, let's get <laughs> let's not get twisted here. We saw the intensity with Amber. But when Amber left, I told you guys, I said, he's, he, he's going to get focused. He is going to go after this game. He's going to start winning because he's not distracted. And sure as uh, sure as I said that, he started winning, and he started being more in, important in the alliance. He started taking on more roles. He started winning more things to set things up. And I really believe he he thought those guys were going to take him. I mean, it, it's uh, you know I felt bad for him. And you know what? I've been kind of beating around the around the uh, bush about not really beating around the bush, but I've been beating on Caleb's head about his lies and stories he's told. And, and I know Miss Chicago can vouch for that. 
I, you know, I, I mean, it's lie after lie after lie. And it's very interesting to see his parents tonight. And you know what? I, uh, you know, there was a lot of rumors that his dad was really wealthy. I remember reading that on several sites. His dad was wealthy. Caleb comes from a really wealthy family. They own like a, a thousand acres in like four different states. I mean, it's ridiculous what everybody was saying. They own this hunting camp that's like ten thousand acres. Blah blah blah. And then you see the little house, and no, no, you know, hey, the guy could be wealthy. Let me tell you something. I know guys that are millionaires that live in houses about that size, I, and, and I'm not exaggerating. I really do. I know people that are very good with their money. They know how to save it, and they, they just live a very, very simple life, and that's part of the reason why they're so wealthy. But I was really surprised when we saw the house. The house didn't look like it was huge. It didn't look like they were on a ton of property. You know, I just kind of was like, wow, you know, did he exaggerate a little bit on that too? Now, his father says that there's a little bit of truth in everything that he says, except for the part where his dad raises some specific type of dog. But I think when his parents even kind of calling him out a little bit and saying, you know, yeah, he kind of seems to exaggerate a little bit on some of this stuff, that maybe they were even telling us, to go, you know, hey, the guy's lying. But he knows he's lying. And some of the issues that me and Miss Chicago talked about is maybe because because Caleb served his country and, and thankful for that, but because he served his country, maybe, you know, I know a lot of people that come back and they, you know, things just aren't quite right. There's a lot of, you know, um, traumatic situations and whatnot, and they, you know, things click on and off. And we kind of wondered, I wonder if there was something that maybe made Caleb think that a lot of the stuff he was telling was true and that he didn't realize he was lying or he didn't know he, you know what I mean? Just one of those things. I'm not going to go into it. I'll probably get myself in trouble. But I think everybody gets where I'm getting at. Um, and it, I think it really turns out that he's not. Maybe he is just a really good liar. And if so, and everybody believe this guy, I tell you what, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that Caleb told all of those lies that were far-fetched. I mean, never had a happy meal in his life. You know what I mean? Was a fit, I guess he was a model, but, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. I could go into it. I mean, he was an aircraft mechanic, blah, 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 blah. I just threw that one in there. He probably did say it, though. But, I mean, it was it was a lot of stretch, okay? Look it up on Google. You'll find it. It's it's incredible how long the lies go for. But what I find interesting is that everybody believes Caleb, but nobody believed Donnie. It was, it, <laughs> Donnie was the most honest guy in the whole entire house, and everybody believed Caleb being, you know, related to Luke Skywalker. Everybody's like, oh, that's really cool, you know, but Donnie's like, well, I'm a greenskeeper, or I – I'm, I'm, a, I'm a greensman, I, I keep up greens or whatever he does. And everybody's like, oh, what a liar. He works for the Navy SEALs. It's just amazing. It blows my mind. Anyway, getting on to things and getting to our callers here in a minute. But, you know, look, Caleb goes home. I think it was kind of sad. You can see the, the hurt on his – I think you can see a little bit of the hurt. He handled it well. I think all of these guys outside the house on an individual basis, they're probably all okay, even Victoria. I mean, I just think she's a space cadet. But – they're probably all fine. I think if you met Frankie out, you know, he would probably be a little eccentric but and animated. But I think you would probably like him. You know, if you didn't know him in the house, you'd probably say, well, that's a nice guy. You know, he's outgoing. So I think Caleb's probably a really nice guy outside. I think he was genuinely bothered by the fact that he got kind of blindsided, uh, you know. But I don't know that he should have been too surprised. And his loyalty was definitely his downfall feel bad for him. I think he would have been a great final two. I'll be honest with you. I think he would have been a great final two. Very, very curious to know who wins this final HOH and who takes what. Cody is going to be dumb enough. I, I don't know. That's going to be a question for Mr. California. 
I don't know if Cody is dumb enough to take Derek to the final two if he wins that final HOH or if he's going to take Victoria and be smart. We'll see. Folks, we've got a lot to talk about. It's a big night tonight. We've got a lot going on. We are down to the last eviction before we get to the crowning of Big Brother winner. Is it going to be Derek? Is it going to be Cody? Is it going to be Victoria? We're going to be shocked. Ha! People think that's going to be funny. I'm. Uh, makes me wonder what the hell's going on if she wins. I think it actually hurts the franchise. But anyway, listen, got to take a commercial. You know how this thing works. When I come back, we're going to go to Mr. California. We get done with Mr. California. You know what's up next? We're going to go to Miss Chicago because she's the best. Now, I did run on a, t- a little tighter schedule because it's already 1020. So just hang in there, my callers. I'll be with you in just a second. Got to take this commercial. We'll be right back. Where's Jill? She's really lonely and out walking the cornfield again. Do you think they will ever find us true love? Not hanging out with us all day. We used to be lonely. Until we met on Farmers Only. FarmersOnly.com is the new online dating site for farmers, ranchers, and good old country folks. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. Many folks just don't get it. I had a raise I'm your host, Sam. I've been here all season long. If you don't know me, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, we got our callers, of course, on the line. we got to go to uh, Mr. California and kind of get his opinion on things. I know that he's been watching. I know he's got a lot to say about it. So I want to go ahead and cut into him, and then we're going to go into Miss Chicago after the next commercial. So I just want to say hello, Mr. California on the Pacific Coast. How are you doing this fine night, sir? I'm doing good, Sam, and if you cut into me, I'll bleed. <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. Now, we you, you saw I'm sure you you know a little bit of what's going on. You might have saw some of the live feeds or whatnot. Now, they sent Caleb home. Did you feel do you feel bad that Caleb really fell for them? I mean, hook line and sinker, I mean or, or do you think that's just yeah. part of the game? I mean, this guy was kinda of bummed out, man. Yeah, I feel bad. You know what? I'm surprised. I thought if those were gonna be the final three. Yeah, I did too. I did too. And I, and I think I think the shame of it is, is I really think if Caleb had won that POV, things would have been a lot better. I think I think he obviously would have used it to take himself off. Cody would have gone up, and I think he was going to be loyal enough. I think he was truly going to stick with them to the end, and I think he would have sent Victoria home without a doubt. You know. 
The question is, does Derek take Cody with him to the final two or Victoria? That's a great question. I think that's what's on everybody's mind right now is what Derek does. And now we can actually start talking about it because we know the final three. So now we can start really speculating. I'm going to speculate that Derek is going to go for an easy win if he wins the final HOH. Now, he's supposed to win the final HOH. I think Derek's in either way because I think Cody will take him. I don't see Cody breaking off at this point. I think Cody believes he's done enough to win. I think he's been foolish enough to not to not see that Derek's controlled him. I think I think I think either way Derek's in. I think Cody takes him and I think if Derek wins, Derek of course is gonna go. But I think that Derek does take I think he does take Victoria. I think I think it's an easy slam dunk for him. I mean, do you think that he would take Cody? I mean ooh. I think if he I think he could go either way, but for either way, he wins. Oh, well, you know, I mean, you've, you've said it, and I think Miss Chicago has said it, where where people have said that they hope Victoria wins if Victoria goes to the end, that people, that the jury will actually sit there, and, hey, I've been wrong before. Look, I have been wrong before. But I think that people believe that the jury will sit there and say, gum, how the hell did Victoria get here? And if she's here, shouldn't she be the winner? Because she's the most light, unlikely person to be here. I mean, do you what, what chances do you really give the jury? If it's Derek and Victoria, what chances do you really give the jury to go for Victoria? Man, I hope not. She'd be the worst winner since Kesar and Janelle's original season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be rough. It would be very, very rough, and it would be hard for a lot of hardcore fans to swallow. But still, I just think Derek's way too likable in the jury. I think it's a slam dunk for Derek. I think finale is going to be pretty boring. I think the only thing that's going to be interesting about finale is going to be what they say to Frankie and what they say to Caleb about some of the stories he's told and what they say to Christine about her relationship with Cody. I think outside of that, I think the actual vote is going to be really boring because I do see Derek sweeping it. I, I really do. Maybe not you with Cody. Hear, Maybe not with Cody. You want to hear, some, definitely. You want to hear something very funny? Yeah. Okay, so after I saw that Frankie got evicted, like I posted in all the Big Brother groups and on my group, I went, Ding Dong Frankie the Witch is dead. Witch, oh, Witch. The Frankie <laughs> Witch. Ding Dong Frankie the Witch. The Witch is dead. He's gone to the jury house to be treated like a house. And we're reading up and seen. And reading the bells out. Ding Dong Frankie the I say it. So let him know Frankie the Wicked Witch is dead. How do you remember something that long? <laughs> but no, no, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people were, were really rejoicing. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like when they caught, you know, Osama bin Laden. I mean, people were celebrating, okay? Like, this was a big deal to a lot of the fans. They they really were excited to see Frankie go. But uh-huh. I, in a way, as a viewer, as somebody who's a big fan of the show, I did kind of dis- dislike seeing Frankie go, not because I don't mm-hmm. li- I like him as a person, because I don't, but I just think that mm-hmm. he would have made a great case at the end of the show. I think finale-wise, it would have been a better finale had Frankie been in it, because so this is the thing, and, 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 and understand this. People watch this show because of the people they hate. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, if Frankie is sitting in that final two, if it's Frankie and Derek, which would have been my mm-hmm. final two, perfect. 
there would have been so many people tuning in because they did not want to see Frankie win a damn thing, and they were they would be excited to see a sweet vote against Frankie. I think that mm-hmm. Frankie would have made a case for himself. Now, I don't think he would have won, but I think he would have made a case. We would all be watching, and we would say, man, he made some great points. I'm kind of nervous that Frankie's going to pull this out. And, and mm-hmm. I think it would have been for a great finale. I just think now I think oh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be boring. I really do. I just yeah. think that a lot of the excitement's gone in the finale. You know. Now, do you think you think if Cody gets if Cody wins that final HOH, do you think? Now, I think he will, but do you think he takes Derek? Yeah, because he's he's dumb. Do you think he thinks he can win against Derek? I mean, or do you think he's just going to stick to the to the original uh, agreement? I think he's just going to stick to the original agreement, and he's basically playing for second place. Yeah, I, I mean, I just I, you know Cody, uh, you know Cody just doesn't seem like he's really figured things out. It seems like he is going to stick with the with the guy who got him to the point of where he's at now. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to stick with Derek. Uh, just like you said, mm-hmm. I think he's going to roll with Derek, and I think that it's going to be really mm-hmm. kind of his demise. I think I think he's got no shot. But, you know, the, the other thing is, although Derek is liked, Cody can mm-hmm. make a case that he has won more difficult HOHs and POVs now. Derek's won, I think mm-hmm. he won one of them, he won this one. But when you think about it, you know, it's not, it, it is it is hard to win HOH. But when you're winning mm-hmm. HOH against three other people, it's not as difficult to me. It's kind of like you got a 25% mm-hmm. chance versus a 1 in 16 chance. It's, it, you know, the chances yeah. of you winning, you've got a fair shot at compared to when the house is a little fuller. Now, Cody didn't win any of those. You know, Frankie won mm-hmm. a lot of those. But I have to wonder, could Cody make any kind of case? I mean, we know he's liked by the girls. We know he's got Christine's vote. If they get together, now, this is, this is the thing, too. I, you know, I think I think if it comes out now, a lot of people say, "Oh, there's no way he'll say it," but if Julie or Derek reveal that he is an undercover cop, I honestly mm-hmm. think that that could very, very, very much hurt him. Now, I think that he may stand up and say it to tr- to show them that he is a good liar, that he was good at manipulation, that he was good at at keeping a secret, that he, you know this was something that I kept from you guys. That you know, if you'd have known, you would have gotten rid of me, and, and instead I hid it from you for the entire time. I'm an undercover cop. I think if he pulls that cord, I think it's going to turn the jury off because I think they're going to feel like, you know what, Derek is an undercover cop, which means that he has training that we don't have. He has the ability to mm-hmm. tell when somebody's lying. He has the ability to focus in certain ways. He has the ability to, to clue on clue in on people and kind of figure them out. And we didn't have any of that training. He came in with an unfair advantage. Do you think that his mm-hmm. underco- undercover cop training hurts him, or will it help him in the finale if he rebuilds? It could help him. I think it could help him. Yeah, because if he he can use it to study body language, to study. Well, no, like, I mean, he if can, he reveals it, if he tells the jury that he's an undercover cop, do you think that they? Turn, do you think that hurts him or helps him if he reveals it to the to the jury? I think it helps him because he, it helps him because basically he's saying that he could he can predict what everybody was doing in the house. He can completely read them, 
and that he's good at telling them what they want to hear, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I, I honestly... Go ahead. Oh, you were saying? No, 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 go ahead. I honestly think that if you think about it, someone who is trained to read people, like whether it's a criminal minds expertise or a no, a criminologist or a, a cop or a psychologist yeah. or someone that studies human behavior, you know, they got to give props to the guy who is able to read them and know what their moves are and know what to say to make them feel comfortable. You know, they got to give him props for that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think it hurts him if he does it, but I could also see what you're saying. I could see where they were like, oh, okay, well, I think a lot of I think a lot of them will be shocked that he was able to keep that a secret. I think a lot of them will give him maybe some credit for keeping it a secret. But I, I really think if he reveals it, thinking that it's going to help him, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think it could come back to hurt him. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, mean, I think they could feel like he had an unfair advantage, and you know, it could be a little rough. Now, who do you think? I mean, when obviously Victoria is not going to win the final HOH. I think we can put that out of our minds. Who do you think has the best chance to win the final HOH? Who do you think will be in control when it comes next Wednesday? How many HOHs has uh, Cody won? Oh, man, you're going to make me look it up. I think Cody has won. I can tell you. Everybody loves radio silence. Um, Let's see. That's what Google's for. You ask Google a question, it'll get it for you. Um, let's see. Cody has actually won. Um, he has three veto wins and two HOH wins. He actually had a HOH win in week four, and he had an mm-hmm. HOH win in week nine, and I don't remember the week four. I, maybe that was, I guess that was during Battle of the Block. But he also has two well, veto wins, you know. Um, so, I mean, he could kind of sit on that. I almost wonder if Derek if Derek doesn't have more. Um, hmm. or, or about here. I think I'm looking it up, too. Let me see here. It says, okay, for Cody's one. one Derek, yeah, oh, let's two, see, Cody's eight, two and two. Derek, Derek has three. four HOH wins. So Derek does have an argument. He won week three. Week 8, day 77, day 88. Um, let's see, 1, 2, three. 3, 4. Yeah, he has four HOH wins. So, really, Derek has the right to pretty much stand up there and say he's done more than Cody. So, it's it's going to be difficult for Cody. It's really going to be really hard for Cody to win that. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you I why mean, I kind of wish who the final four were. I wish the final four were Donnie, Zach, um... Nicole and uh, Derek. Yeah, yeah. See, I, and and still, I I still think, I still think. You know, I mean, think about this. Think about. I think Frankie has. Hold on, I'm gonna look up Frankie's right now. Frankie has actually won uh, five HOHs and mm-hmm. three v uh, three three vetoes. So I mean, you know, he would have oh. had a complete way of being able to talk people into to believing that he's got it. But 
you know, I'm really mm-hmm. surprised. I don't, I do not remember Derek running four times. But now that I kind of think back on it, I guess I can see it now. I, I remember some in the earlier parts. I think he may have been knocked out of a couple of the Battle of the Block wins. But um, you know, hey, you know, Derek's got a case. Derek's got a case. So I got to run. But I want to tell you, uh, you know, Wednesday's the finale. So we need to see you Wednesday night. You're gonna call in, right? Call in on Wednesday. Wednesday night. That's finale night. Man, now we're gonna go. Gonna be only, it's gonna be only the ninth time I've called in. Wow. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll get you next year, though. We're gonna get in early on it, so don't worry about it. And also, if you watch Big Brother Canada, there is some discussion. It's not figured out yet, but Big Brother Canada, we might do a show for Big Brother Canada. So, I have a question if you haven't watched you. it, you should. It's very good. I have a question for you. Sure, fire away. Um, are you gonna do a show for Utopia? Is there any way that I can try to get my own show on Survivor? Yeah, yeah, what we'll do, I'll tell you what, hit me up. I'll, I'll show you how to get with the right people to do it. And, uh, yeah, you can totally do one, and I'll call in on it, sure. I, you know, wow. I'm gonna, you know, the last time I watched Survivor, Cody was the winner. I don't know what number that was. Um, so that tells you how long ago it was that I watched it. This blood versus water thing, I don't know any of these people that are coming back. So I may try to watch it um, just to maybe, you know, have some information on it, but... We're going to see. I may try Survivor. It's going to, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but we're going to try it. My wife's not a big Survivor fan, so we may not do it. But, yeah, hit me up on, uh, on, the, on the IM like anybody can if they want to. Hit me up on the IM uh, on Facebook, and, and I'll tell you who to get with to get it done. Okay. Uh, oh, and by the way, ding dong, Frank, you the witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're the one of the people that's excited, man. I know you are. Hey, I appreciate you, buddy. I'll see you on Wednesday night, okay? Sure. All right, see you then, Mr. California. Yeah. Hey, he's one of the best people he calls in. I am disappointed that we just started hearing from him a couple of weeks ago, but I'm happy that at least we did get to hear from him because he is a well, well-informed uh, viewer. Um, so I'm excited to, to at least have had a little bit of opportunity to talk to him and get to know him. He's a great guy. Um, so I appreciate it, Mr. California. We are going to go real quick to a commercial, my shortest commercial that I have. So I can get to the one and only Miss Chicago, because we're going over, folks. Let's just go for it. Big Brother began as a social experiment. It's genius. It became a summer phenomenon. There's always a twist. There's always a turn. Strangers living in a house cut off from the outside world. One could go crazy. 90 microphones record their every word. You never know who's listening. 76 cameras watch their every move 24-7. And that's just the beginning. Because this summer, there'll be twist after twist at twist. Expect the unexpected. Jimmy Chen hosts Big Brother. Season premiere, CBS Wednesday, June 25th. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few Coke summer sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? And this? And what about this? You're there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness.
Yes, and we're back. We got to speed through this because I got to get to my girl, Miss Chicago. She's one of the best guys. So this is basically for for everybody that doesn't know, Miss Chicago is actually kind of like what I like to call the show correspondent. This is a woman who will not pull any punches with telling you how she feels. She won't lie to you about her emotions. She will not pull any wool over your eyes about what she sees going on, and she will call anything out that she feels like needs to be called out. She's also a great fan, a great friend, and somebody I always love when she comes on the show, and I will miss her after next week. I know we'll still talk, but it's weird not having her to talk to. But listen, I might have her Wednesday, so I'm not going to get emotional. But I want to welcome the one the only, Miss Chicago. Miss Chicago, sorry it took me so long to get to you. I'm trying to crush everything in. Now, what a night. How, first of all, how are you feeling, my dear? I have to wipe my tears. I know, I know. And, that, you know, it's so hard to realize we are at the end of this thing. And even, you know what? Don't even. Don't <laughs> even. Well, Listen, you know, I remember you at work today with a manager. He was like, we just need you to tone down a little bit. I'm like, who are you talking to, really? Okay, yeah, <laughs> no. So maybe how he felt. Sam, no, we're going to work something out. I don't care, whatever. We're going to work something out. But anyway, I know we crunched the time, so let's hit it, baby. Let's get well, to I, it. I, well, I got time. I want you to have your time. So, I, you know, hey, you saw last night, you saw Frankie, I'm sure. There's a, little, there's a lot of joy about Frankie going home. But what do you think over the la- what did you think about last night's eviction and tonight's eviction? What do you think about Frankie and Caleb being out of the house now? Okay, um, first of all, that's one thing that you and I have gone back and forth with. You know, Big Brother's like a tennis game. And yes. it's really, I hope that the fans that watch really understand the depth of how serious this social experiment is because you kind of go in with such a, you know, I'm, I'm focused on this and, and I can't stand this person and I can't stand that person. But as you watch the game unfold, you kind of, and that's what I love about our show, to be honest with you, is that we're we're honest every single week or week that we don't talk that we yeah. still absorb and we see the differences and diversities and how we change our minds. Now, right. as far as Frankie as a person, yes, I didn't like him. As far as him being in the game, I think that Caleb's unity, and I'm going to explain this really quick to the fans that are listening. I hope they're listening good. He was in the military, okay? The military, you have a camaraderie with brotherhood, and that's what hurt him. His camaraderie towards mm. his fellow colleagues, in a sense, Great point. was like his camaraderie being in the military. Now, look at Derek. Yeah. He has to turn those emotions off because he's a cop. So, with that being said, and I hope this makes sense to people because it makes sense to me, how Derek can turn on his social game and turn it off is because that's what a cop does. They don't take it home. Mm-hmm. And with Derek, with, on the other hand, he lives it every day, and that's where a lot of the stories and stuff are coming from. I think he had a sense in that house, and people don't realize, if you are snatched from your life for three months in a home and you build a brotherhood with two or three guys that you really feel good about, a bromance in a sense, you really kind of don't think about this is a game. In his, in Cable's mind, this is his life for those three months. So, yes, his loyalty bit him in the butt. And you know I was not a big Caleb fan, but after seeing his family and stuff tonight and seeing truly this dude was still a trooper to the end, 
He didn't throw anybody under the bus. He still stayed true to himself as far as how he felt. Now, that's the question, how he felt and how he played his game. And I think in the sense that Derek and, and uh, Cody kind of knew that. Do you know what I'm saying? They kind of used mm. that a little and oh, yeah. that kind of hurt, that hurt my feelings more than anything because I know how this dude must be feeling. I think he'll bounce back. I think he's going to be awesome. And I'm going to say this to you four weeks ago. This is what is so magical about the Big Brother show, if you're really a big fan, because you see people's – now, one thing I haven't waving on is Victoria. I think they put two picks in her mouth so she doesn't blink. I think that's freaky. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but, I mean, we are talking about blind. I mean, this – this girl don't have a clue. I mean, they were. St- I Let mean, me, me and my wife, we laughed mm-hmm. so hard when they were studying the wall yesterday, and she was reading I a box swear, of rice. <laughs> I was sitting in your house with your wife, and she can't drink wine. I would drink three glasses for her to have that moment with her. The girl's eyes were turning red from not blinking, <laughs> and that shiny 1970s oh, lipstick, that porno lipstick. What are you doing? Okay, well, that's, that's, that's not gonna change. But my feelings have changed, and we get back on Frankie now. I think right. Frankie. I think if if uh, Caleb hadn't been so loyal as a person from his heart, he should not have gotten rid of Frankie. I think that Derek and 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 Cody were laughing and high fiving like, "Dude, we got it. They got this. They have this." I said about a week ago. I said, "Wouldn't it be no? Oh God, two months ago we were joking. Wouldn't it be funny if, if Victoria won?" I think that. Derek is not going to win the H.O.H. I think uh, Cody will, and I think it's going to be him and Derek sitting. And either way, they're sitting pretty. And when people I think Derek say, goes either of, way. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, I think yeah. Derek goes either way. Yeah, I mean, this was his night. This was his night. This is what he needed. And I think that the sad thing is, and I hate to bring this up and be a Debbie Downer because I love the show and I try to be realistic. I've been watching this, you know, for 16 seasons. I kind of was getting mad at Derek the way I felt he was manipulating Victoria. It was kind of sad to watch. He was almost mentally mind-effing her in a way, and that right. she's so – if she won, she'll give it to him. I told you I this. Believe I so. believe that she'll give it to him and say, just take me out. Like, just just, just don't get out of my life. And it was it's kind of creepy, and it's embarrassing. It's it is, and I'm not trying to be funny, and I hope y'all feel this way. I hope some people feel this way because, oh, my God, were you on the Internet? That, what was it, uh, day before yesterday? Woo! The end of season yeah. slammed down. People were, like, losing their day online. I'm like, yeah. oh, come down. It was brutal. It was brutal, people. It's been, I mean, you know what? It's been a brutal year. Now, I remember last year the biggest fights that you could find about Big Brother would be if you didn't like Alyssa. If you didn't like Alyssa, the Rachel fans, I mean, it was a it was a great fight you could pick with the Rachel. This year, there's a lot of people. There was a lot of venom this year with people talking about the house guests. I mean, I don't. I'd be honest with you. I don't know that people liked many many of the house guests outside of maybe Donnie. I mean, some people like Derek. Some people can't stand Derek. You know, hardly anybody likes Frankie. And then you get down to it, and you really realize, you know what? The only person that most people liked was Donnie. And Zach. I think yeah. Donnie and Zach were the two that most people liked. Yeah, Zach was really amazing. It was almost like a spectrum of the youth who you liked and then the other side of the spectrum, but there was nothing in between. There was nothing That's in between right. that spectrum. You either so loved Zach or hated and then Donnie. Yep. And it was really yep. brutal. Like, I was like, oh, my God, we need Dr. Phil. 
For real? I knew he was going to be honest with you. I'll say this because the season's coming to an end. I, I, I honestly, I take the show very seriously. I love the show. I love watching well, it. I love the entertainment. But there is a point. There is a point where you are actually living your life hating someone that you do not know in real life. You're, you're hating someone who's playing a game that's built around lying, cheating, and backstabbing, and you're upset that they're lying and cheating and backstabbing. People are very – I mean, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I mean, and I love fans, but some of them are very hypocritical what they will accept from the person they like and what they won't accept from the person that they don't like. And exactly. and like I said, I think, I, think, I think Frankie was an important component. Now, I don't like him as a person. You know, I don't think he – I think right, – right. I'll be honest with you. You know – Dara, yeah, Frankie said some really stupid things that we saw tonight at the end. I mean, telling everybody that I know you're afraid of me because you know I win if I go to the finale. I know that you, you know, are afraid that you'll lose to me. I mean, I good mean, Lord. Can all you? was part of his persona because I truly think that he was really hurt. I think that he was kind of mad. I think that his persona is to always, you know, okay, he has to react. He doesn't really think it out because that's who he is. And you right. said it best earlier. What people don't understand, a reality show is not always reality. What a reality show is, and I would love if we could, like, cast the next season of Big Brother. Oh, my God, it would be amazing. I've said this before because we know what they're looking for. And we know they right. want triggers. They want ticky ticky boom boom You know what I'm saying? Yep. They want that ticky ticky yep. boom boom They want that sensitive person. They want... They have a diverse, it's really hard to cast those type of shows. The one mistake I would say that I believe they made, and I've been watching this show since season one, is getting a cast with people that were almost the same age other than Jocasta and Donnie. And yeah. you kind of knew that they weren't going to go far. And then I think, you know, with the the other uh, house guests, they were almost around the same age. They almost had the same arrogance and the bodies and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. We've seen prior seasons, and to me, your seasons get better the farther you get away from this one. But there's a lot of situations. I mean, I don't know if many people remember season 10 with Dan Giesling. Uh, It was Dan in Memphis. And there were two older people. It was Remy and Jerry. And they were both salty as all get out. I mean, they were older people. I think Jerry was like in his 70s, and Remy was like in her 50s or 60s. And... It's weird how that dynamic works. I think when you put more than one older person in the house, let's just say you put two in the house, especially if it's a male and female, there's a father-mother figure, and I think it tones things down enough to keep things a little interesting and not so petty and not so – and I know we like drama, but I think sometimes the older people bring drama. I remember Jerry yelling at Dan Giesling for sending Jesse out and screaming at him. I mean, they bring drama as well, but I think there's a a component to the older factor – of maturity that kind of makes the game play a little bit more mature because the people in the house that are younger don't want to embarrass themselves in front of the elder people. You know what I mean? They're not going to act like they're having sex all over the place and they're not going to be all horny and everything like that because I think that there's a little bit more balance in the house and I think it actually gets focused more on game. When you do put a couple of older people in the house, I think game gets focused on. When we saw Donnie, Donnie to me was playing a very old game in a house with new people that were playing it in a very new way. And I don't know how this happened, but let me – hold on, Miss Chicago. You got put on mute. I don't know how that happened. I think it automatically did. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. For some reason, it puts you on mute. I'm not even near the board and it puts you on mute. Um, Listen to me. But, CBS know. has my house rigged. They cut me off and I had to call right back. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> okay, okay, I got you, I got you. 
But, I mean, I think there's an older factor that makes the game more mature, you know? I think the good thing about having older people, sometimes younger people in, in a certain generation aren't used to getting that knowledge that maybe they need. You know, and yes. I think you don't want to be on a show and be like Jocasta. Like, I, you know, I wasn't feeling Jocasta. I just, I think it was almost like she was like a therapist for the show. Like, kind of, the, you know, yeah. not really playing the game. I think she had you her own agenda. You're going to be, you need somebody that's going to be able to relate with them and be cool with them. But, like, you and I should be like, they should have correspondence next season. They should have, like, a correspondent for the guys and a correspondent for the females. <laughs> then we just mm-hmm. let them go at it. <laughs> like they did one season. Remember they brought yeah. the uh, all stars back to like kind of mentor them or whatever. Yes, yeah, we need to, we need to call CBS and tell them we need that for the next season. But anyway, that's well, not going to happen. I truly believe, and a lot of people have argued with me, and I could be completely wrong, but I truly believe all hints are pointing to an all stars because I think it that it's necessary. Be. I think it's necessary it because be. a. You've had two new cast failures in a row. I mean, you can say this was a great season. I don't know anybody who will tell me that this is a great season. If you're new to the show, you may think it's wonderful. We've already told you we got news for you. This ain't even close to the best season. 15 was bad. 16's bad. And I think you that what happened the time, though, You post all the time the seasons that they should watch to see how the game used right. to play. Right. I mean, the older, the, your greatest moments in Big Brother are not anywhere in 15 and 16. They're in the prior seasons. And oh, God, no. My biggest thing is, no. you know, when you, a lot of times when they ask people like, well, what, you know, these new people, especially the new players, what seasons have you seen? And they always say, oh, I saw 12 and 13 and 14. Well, it makes a lot of sense to see what's going on because 12 was a huge alliance. 13 was a huge alliance of all the, right. all the vets. Fourteen was right. a huge alliance with the Quack Pack. So you had the the um, oh the Quack the, Pack, the yeah. brigade. You had the brigade. You had the uh, you had the vets um, alliance, and you had Quack Pack. And then in fifteen, you had kind of like that little group of McCray and Amanda, Gina Marie, that oh, little group. Oh God, don't so, remind me. <laughs> I know, oh. but but I think that what a lot of young people who are interested in the show are seeing is a lot of the newer seasons where where alliances just ruled and ruled and ruled. The problem is, is that's boring as hell for the rest of us. That's not hell fun yeah. for us. That's not entertaining. That's right. And and I think if they did an All Stars and they had an Evil Dick and they had a Dan and they had you know Rachel what? and they had a lot of people come back who were bigger individuals. What about this season, which I think would be awesome? You might have touched on this the other day. I think a season with people that were enemies, like okay, remember Rachel and Reagan. Hated yes. each other. Remember yes, Jeff right. took Shima on. He took Shima's whole. You know she was uh, had. I think Enzo. No, it wasn't Enzo. That was the the uh, the, the whatever that thing I hate well, with Enzo. Yeah. Not that season. Yeah, but remember when uh, Shima that that rude one that got kicked out the show because she got so mad when Jeff had yeah. to put his cloud whatever. <laughs> she didn't want to yes. put on her. Ma- she didn't want to put on her microphone. <laughs> right, exactly. Now imagine putting Jeff and her together on a season. Imagine putting Reagan and Rachel together on a season. Imagine putting people. I'm sure they're older and more mature now, but imagine just putting people back together that know how to play this game. And this is what infuriates me about the internet right now about Derek. Somebody went on there tonight and said, "Oh my God, he's the best dick ever." Big. Oh my God. Yes, if your standard is set at one, yes, because he's he's good compared to the people he's playing with. You have to compare a Big Brother player, a good one, with who he's you know. 
who he's playing against. Absolutely. I don't think that, Absolutely. I don't think that Derek would do as well if he was in the house with really smart people that thought for no, themselves. No, no, no. No, and, and, I, and I do believe this. I think that, and people are going to hate this, and send your hate mail to Big Brother After Show on Facebook because I'll be glad to read it. But I think, that, I think that Derek is a, is a one-trick pony. Once, it's, once people get in the house with Derek and they know that he's an undercover cop now, he's not going to work in All-Stars. It's not going to happen. Your better players for All-Stars are probably Donnie and probably Caleb. Maybe Nicole, maybe but I don't think that you're going to be able to get the same Derek going to an All-Stars with guys like Dan Giesling and Evil Dick and oh Eric Stein God. and all these guys. They're oh not going to buy him. They're going to know that he's an oh undercover cop because they watch the show, and they're going to send they him would, out. They would, they would laugh at this dude because if you watch what he was doing, it was so easy because it's been going on for so long. What he did, which was smart, was get this camaraderie together, this so-called bond, and look what happened to Caleb. That well, was only as look, the only people that were really smart in that house, and, and I'm going to say it, the only people that were smart in that house that were game smart were Derek, Donnie, and Frankie. Nobody else is game smart. Cody has no clue I what agree. he's doing. Victoria, Caleb has no clue what he's I mean, those, you only had three people in there that were worth any intelligence as far as game-wise intelligence. Donnie, of course, what? lasted, and he went home. Now Frankie's gone home. So Derek really wasn't a house full of some really game stupid people, and I'm not going to call the them dumb, people, but game stupid. No, no, no. The the people that he knew were smartest in that game. That's when he had that Godfather come to Jesus meeting with Donnie. He knew yeah. if Donnie wants to say what I want him to say, he knew. Now I have to make a choice because he knew that Donnie knew how to play that game, but he kind yeah. of felt like the smoke had went out of Donnie's sails, the wind had went out of Donnie's okay. sails, and he knew he had him up against the wall, and he knew. And that's why I was so, oh, my God, this season was so bad. I don't, I hate that these fans think that the newer generation of fans think this season was good. No, God, dear Jesus, well, it wasn't. Well, and that's what I'm saying, too. I'm saying, I'm saying that's, that's the main reason an All-Stars is really needed next season. Because you're going to have a new generation of people that are going to come out and they're going to play the game. And, and if you look at it, nine was awful. But after season seven with the All-Stars, where people saw Will again and people saw Boogie again and, and Janelle, yeah. all of a sudden we got a really great season eight. We got a bad season nine, but that was due to our writer's strike. A great nine. season ten where we got to see Dan Giesling play. A great season 11 with a great cast. A good season 12 with a great cast. So I think when you when you put All Stars out there and people tune in, now you know an All Stars two is going to go through the roof rating rating wise. I mean, anybody and everybody is going to tune in for that one next year if they do it. <clears throat> what that does is show everybody who wants to be on the show, this is how we want you to play. This is an All Star season. This is how the game is played, and I think that it will set up for better seasons afterwards because I think what people are using now as a reference. It's season 12 through 14, uh, 12 through 15, yeah. and 12 through 15 exactly. is not that great. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. all big alliances. So I think, it's, uh, oh, I think it needs to be done. I was screaming through the phone, but you couldn't hear me when you were asking how many uh, HOSs Derek had won. He won two, but he won actually all of them with his alliance because every time they won, he won because he yeah. told them what to do. Yeah. And even he said, I don't really have to win, Bill. It, it, 
the, uh, the whatever. I don't have to. And he's done that consistently the whole season, every time they won. And he would put them in position to make them feel so powerful that you tell me what you want to do. You tell me what you, you know what I'm saying? Like he, that reverse psychology, because he's a cop, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the next up thing I wanted to touch on when you were talking to Ms. Uh, California, which I love, hey, Mr. California, I want to touch <laughs> on this one. No, seriously, because that's a cool dude. I love him. His knowledge of the yeah, game he is, is phenomenal. He really is. So I want to touch on this as well. Now, if he exposes that he's a cop, it could work in his favor because they feel like idiots now. They could say, oh, well, we're not so dumb because he's a cop and he's trained to do this. So now we don't feel so stupid or, you know, and save face. Or they can say, well, you know what? You do this all and we're mad at you. So that's a, I wouldn't I wouldn't even touch that because it's gotten him this far without them knowing why rock the boat now. You know what I'm saying? I think he'll have yep. the sympathy boat because he's a good father. He portrays himself as being a good loyal friend. You know, he makes himself set up. I don't want to send anybody home because I don't want that blood on my hands. And he's good at speaking and talking. If he says that he's a cop, he is shooting himself in the foot. And no pun intended, but so you, that's the truth. So you think, no pun intended, that was cute. But no, you believe <laughs> that, you believe this undercover cop stuff needs to stay under wraps until the finale's over. Like, you Hell you yeah. don't think that needs to be revealed to the jury. You don't think he no. needs to sell that to the jury. Okay. How would they help him? What's helping him all this game is they love him for being a good father. Did you see his face when you heard his wife and his daughter's voice? I'll be honest. You know <laughs> what? You know what? I love I love football, beer, and fire. And I got to be honest with you. When I heard that, I, I did I, I did get a little misty because I can't imagine Thank being you. away for three. Thank I know. You, Sam. I can't imagine. Thank you. Hold on, let me clap. Did you hear that clap? Because I got misty. Who wouldn't see? That's what I'm saying. The triggers that he pulls, he doesn't have to pull all that ammo out. He doesn't have to. He's already got that from people. Do you well, know what I'm what? saying? I tell you what. You need to get anybody your ass on that show. That's what I'm telling anybody, you. What. Anybody with any sense would have cut him would cut him in a heartbeat because he is playing completely the sentimental card. And and you know what? I do you see any way for him to lose? I mean, Victoria or Cody, is there any way for him to lose? No. I don't see no. it. As much as I'm mad, what. kind of <laughs> I think he's gonna win. And, I mean, it's going to be. I think it's gonna be unanimous. You said what now? I think it's going to be unanimous. I think it's everybody. I think it's going to be a, a sweep. I think he's going to get all the votes. I really and do. I think I, we get him all without revealing he's a cop. He doesn't have to because just well, the way you know he Some people will say that they think Christine will vote for Cody, but I think Christine is in marriage save mode at this point, and I don't think there's any way in hell she's going to vote for Cody if Derek's up there. I, th- I think she stays yeah. completely away from voting for Cody because I think she's going to try to sell to her husband that, look, that was all game, um, you know, and she's got more trouble oh, to worry I, about voting for Cody. I wanna see, hold up. I want to see how Derek's going to sell to his wife. <laughs> like you said a couple of weeks ago, you were like, well, he's got, you know, the money. That's a good but, start. But. So, now, look, he's going to get a $50,000 bonus, which means he gets a lot more when Uncle Sam takes about 40% of it. But listen, when he gets home with that check – She's going to forget everything he ever did on the show. Well, I wouldn't. Not I would, too. I'd be like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah, who's going to cash this big check? <laughs> because you're young. Stop. 
You listen, I talked to my daughter a lot. I think she went to uh, Big Brother a couple of weeks ago. She went to the, to the live show. And right, she was right. like, I don't think anything he's done wrong. I said, let me tell you what, ma'am. Go on uh, YouTube and look at the montage between Derek and Victoria. You tell me you'll be okay with my son, Chris, being how he is. With She had never been on YouTube and never saw none of this stuff. She had never seen it because she's so busy working. And, you know, she's in love. And she, ah, okay, ma'am. Tell you what, go on YouTube. She texted me. She was like, oh, my God. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, my God. Thank it you. It does change things. Excuse me, hey, you sir. Know, I hope, no, no. You know what? I, said, I hope you're listening. When she put a little skanky leg on top of that bed when he was talking to her, and she put a leg up there, like her crotch was, like, right in his face. Oh, well, she was. She was oh. in a bath towel. She was in a bath towel. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Damn, really? <laughs> I tell you, you know what? Down. You know what makes everything better? Money. <laughs> he brings home that check. She'll get up. So but I, I'll be honest with you. I, now I'll be honest with you. I don't think that Derek made any of that happen. I think that was completely Victoria. I now I think Derek was in a tough position, and I think if you talk to Derek one on one, if you brought it up to him on one on one, I think he would say, "Look, it was difficult for me." to tell Victoria to stop doing that because I felt like if I did that, she would turn on me and get mad. And I could completely see him being honest about that, and I could see her being defensive and getting upset and turning on him if he said, hey, look, I'm not comfortable with your behavior towards me. I think he just rolled with it. Yeah. I, I think He's going to be on Dr. Phil in about three weeks. Listen to me. He's going to be on Dr. Phil with his wife. You know why? Because <laughs> when she's going to no, listen. See, I forget me on the radio. This is where we, yeah. we get personal. Literally, he was trying to talk her down when she got drunk, and he was freaking out. Did you see that? And yeah. he was telling her, "You need to calm down." And it was like watching a. It was it was it was cringeworthy, and I'm thinking, "Oh dear God, this man's gonna need therapy after this. Dealing with this woman for all this time, he's gonna be on Dr. Phil. I guarantee you, I guarantee, he's gonna be on Dr. Phil. I promise you, because this he, he deserves money just for dealing with her." But he created see, that monster. He saw that vulnerability, and he. No, no, you're right. No, I was going to ask, um, and my mind completely went blank. Do you think that of they're course, going to? Do you think that they're going to embarrass her on finale night and kind of make? I could kind of see a montage of her talking about how she's a warrior princess and then her mm-hmm. failures in every competition she was ever in. Do you think that they're going to go out of their way to embarrass her on finale night? Okay, as you're speaking to me, I'm rubbing my head because I don't want them to because she's a woman, and I think she's very yeah. naive, and I don't want anyone to be taken advantage of. So I would hope that they wouldn't because I don't think she was like a, well, well she's not even a player. But, hey, honey, sorry, I'm on the show. Sam just came home from work. But um, I don't want them to embarrass her because I think that they would have kind of like sympathy for her. If she can't see she was carried, that's one thing. But they know that she doesn't see she was carried, that's another thing. So it's almost like taking candy from a kid. I don't think they should do it because as much as I didn't like Christine and all them other ones, they deserve what they got. But, Chris, I mean, Victoria, I don't want them to boo her. I don't want them to humiliate her. I think it would be embarrassing for her, you know, her parents to see because her culture, number one. She's a and bit I fragile. Yes, and how do you do that to a person? That, that's why I got mad at Derek last week when he was scolding her. It kind of made me feel like, oh, my God, this 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 woman is so 
you know, fragile. Not I, I hate yeah. because it is a game and we're supposed to be. But, you know, when you look at yourself, you're a father, you're a husband. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want your wife to go on the store and be, you know, someone find her weakness and just, you know, use that to her. Exploit it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's right. how I feel. And it is, much as we say it's a show, and some of the things I see on our blogs are so rude and so nasty. I'm like, y'all realize that these are still people, you know, and when she leaves that house, she's got to deal with everything she's done in that house. And that's probably just how she is. As much as I don't like her, I don't want. I would never humiliate her. I would never be the one in the audience that would boo her. I wouldn't. Honest to God, I wouldn't. And so I hope they don't. You know, they kind of take it easy on her. As long as she shuts her mouth and stops saying, "Well, you want to play hard," if she keeps saying that she plays hard and she makes herself look stupid, then they have like she's opened up that gate. But if she just shuts up and says, "Well, you know, I got far in the game." <laughs> You know, and not say, well, I played hard, and I got, oh, God. And then Derek gets up. He was like, well, you're the last female. Look at you. Oh, my God. You know, he had to. <laughs> you're feeling great. <laughs> exactly, Sam. Well, how, oh, my God. I'm like, Derek, shut up. You're geeking this woman up for success, and she's not even going to the interview. What are you doing? Like, shut yeah, I mean, up. He ran her. I mean, he really controlled her. He I really mean, controlled he, a lot he, in the house. He created her. He, he, he created mean, her. He really did. I mean, she's she's his Frankenstein. I mean, he absolutely created her. And Thank you. He controlled Get her votes. He brain. controlled everything. Get out of my brain. I, so, just, I was just looking at that's his Frankenstein experiment. And I'm yeah. sure he was shocked. But the work that he has to put in with her is like, oh, my God. I'm sure he's like, I can't wait for this to be over with. Because I'm sure it's frustrating for him to have to deal with her all the time and her whining and her, you know, Oh, yeah, so he says her he has to she's say, very needy. Yeah, she's very needy. And I hope, Sam, they don't boo her and, like, oh, not boo her, but I hope that they don't, um, like, ridicule her a lot. I hope they don't. And that sounds, you know, for me to be a hypocrite because I don't like her gameplay because she has none, but it doesn't mean to, you know, beat her up for it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's almost like get yeah, her up and get her that far and not beat her up for just, you know, riding the boat. Because she should have fell off that boat and drowned a long time ago. But she didn't. And that was on Derek, not her. And I hope they realize that. And don't, like, get really mean with her. Because that would make me feel bad for her. It really will. Like, I now, feel bad for Caleb tonight. I did feel bad for Caleb tonight. I, I did. And you know what? Okay. Your talk about the mentality of, of Marines and whatnot, people that are in the Army, you're absolutely right. Never thought of it that way, but you're 100% right. Yeah. Now, so that makes sense uh, to you now? Absolutely. Camaraderie. I mean, 100%. And that's what they do. Absolutely. I think it's a brotherhood, and I think he viewed it as a brotherhood and and kind of forgot it was a game for a little while. Now, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Let me ask you this, because this is a big one. This is the one I really want to hear your opinion on. Do you think at all, do you think at all there is a chance that if Cody wins the final HOH that he Sends Derek home. I kind of do. Yeah, I kind of do. I do too. I, I do too. You know what? To be honest with you, I if I was a betting woman, and we think are you gonna bet on him? Because I'm gonna bet on him that he would. I would bet that he would send if he's smart. After seeing how Derek, okay, let me say this. This is why I feel this way. He didn't go to Derek. Derek went to him, okay? 
She's watched it every single week for three months get his way. I think this would be vindication for him. I think he would get, I think he would be smart if he did that because exactly what he did to Cody, I think he'll do to Derek. And I think Derek would be shocked because he doesn't expect it. Wow, I think, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Even though Derek is, is obviously the better player, I, you know what? Well, uh-huh. A part of me just, just well, I mean, part of me for the excitement of of next Wednesday, kind of wants Cody to win and send Derek home just because you know it would what? be entertaining for me. You know what? <laughs> I'm actually getting goosebumps right now. Oh my god! I mean, that what would be the most be? exciting thing that's happened that all season. <laughs> You know what? There's no if he did that, there's no way in hell he would lose that game. You know why? Because yeah. everyone in that jury we like, Oh my god, who look, saw that coming? Look, you know, a lot of people would say, Oh, well Cody didn't deserve to win. If Cody sends Derek home, Cody doesn't deserve to win, it should have been Derek, Cody doesn't deserve But let me tell you guys something. There is something that comes down to the final big decision that you have to make. And if you like big moves, I'm sorry. Cody sending Derek home is the biggest move of the season. It's the biggest I move will, that anyone that can will make. Be in Big Brother history, honest to God, or you're like top ten, that would be one of the best moves ever. You know yeah. what? I'm kind of feeling that. It would be the that. biggest I'm move of the season. That. And let me tell you yeah. why. Because of the speech he said tonight. When he said it to Caleb, he said, you know, me and Derek from day one, but as, if you thought about what he said, at the end of the day, we want to go to the top two. But since Derek was dumb enough to keep dragging Victoria with him, you know what? All my people are gone. All I got is me. I'll take your I, job. I want, I you know, Cody, Cody is very competitive. He's won a lot of competitions. He's, he's fit. He can do it. I think he's got a little bit more strength than you Derek does. I think if it's a, I think I if it's a competition with strength. I think Cody I can win it. Say, I would love him to, his speech to say, I'm going to take your woman. I've got her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my Lanta. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Sam. That's going to be so awesome to think about. I think he might do it. I think I, he might just go and do it. And you know what? To me, that would be growing Derek's face because you did yeah. it all season long. You want Look, everyone to sit on the block and have to make decisions. If Cody's smart, you know what, Sam? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He needs to take Victoria and not Derek. Can you imagine? That's, that's what I'm thinking. I think, I think we Cody. We can't even stop laughing about it. Oh, I mean, you know, so people awesome. would be shocked. Derek would absolutely be floored. I think it would be yes. a great finale if Cody wins that final HOH, looks at Derek and says, Makes him believe that he's going to take him and says, but I can't take you because I can't win. I'm sorry, Derek, I vote you out. It would be phenomenal. It really would be a phenomenal. Now, would it be fair and right? Probably not, but at the same time, it would be the biggest move of the season. Excuse me. Did they do to Caleb what was right? No. And you know what I think? You know what I think Derek would do? I think Derek would whip both of him for making that big move. I think Derek would say, you know what? For the first time this damn season, somebody made a big-ass move. And it was yep. the best move made at the best time. Oh, my lanta. Yes. Oh, Sam, I'm so excited now. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll see. Oh, my we'll God. See. And, and you know what? Next Wednesday's it. So 
I hope I, you know, I think we'll, I know you got to work. I know we're going to go on late, but I hope I hear from you next Wednesday. I hope I work I No, this is my life right now. This is the, we, are you kidding me? This is some of Jesus' moment. God, right. come to work. He works. Hell, I'll get food stamps. I don't care. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be out here being my college of that all this damn season for three months. Well, so look. Shut your mouth. Wednesday's okay, going to be a blast. Oh, Wednesday's my going to be a blast. We need gonna to win and take Victoria because you know what's so funny? He knows that Victoria's been Derek's strength all along. Cut the local oh, yeah. cord. Boop. Bye. You're gone, not her. Oh, oh, Sam, we would have so much fun on the radio. They would, like, hire us somewhere. Somebody hire us, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I know two people that will be hoping that Cody actually dumps Derek and takes Victoria. is going to be me and you. <laughs> just yeah. for the entertainment. <laughs> just for the entertainment. Yeah, we deserve just it. For the oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, you know I've got to move on because they're giving me the I messages. I know. Go. I have to come to an end. Hate to say goodbye. But, Wednesday's going to be fun. It's going to be our final Wednesday. We're going to have a lot of fun on Wednesday, so I know I'll see you. I think it starts at 930. Uh, you know, I'll get in touch with you, but I think we're going I think we're going to go right after it. So I don't know if it ends at 10 or what, but we're going to figure it out, and I'll get in touch with you. We'll, we'll be right on afterwards. So I'll see you, know, you on Wednesday. I, don't, I will leave my job. I will catch a cab home. I don't care. I'm going to be on it. Don't play with me, Sam. You know we don't play when it comes to this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and really, I think next Wednesday I owe uh, Sam, your boyfriend, a lot of credit for letting letting you share your time with me because well, I know he works hard. I know he wants to see you when he gets home. Look, he's been eating soup for like three months. So yeah. <laughs> well, let him know from the let him know from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate him sharing well, sharing you with us. Hold on, let me let him let let me let him hear this. Hold on, honey, turn that down. Sam is giving you a shout out. On the radio. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. He's right here. I just want—I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you sharing uh, Miss Chicago with me. You know, two to three nights a week, and letting her come on the show because I know that that you've been eating soup, and I know you deserve a steak dinner, and I'm sure you're going to get one soon. But I just appreciate you sharing her with us on the air and, uh, and allowing us to, to to speak with her. Just from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all you're gonna get right. from him. That's all you're gonna get. Hey, Look, I'll he take it. Pizza home tonight. He bought a pizza that's home. Right. So yay! Love Sam. That's real men speaking two and three sentences, three word sentences. So no problem with me. I'm good. Now seriously, but, this dude freaks out. If I'm on the radio, he's like, "Oh my god, you have to get on the radio. Get to the radio." I'm like, "Sam, calm down. We'll be fine." But no, you know we 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 need a show. We have developed a bond. I love your wife, your baby. I see your pictures. I just adore you. You know I do. So, well, uh, I consider you. I consider you a great friend, and we'll we'll discuss what's going to go further. I'm going to find a way maybe for you to get some Big Brother Canada uh, in the next couple of months. We might something. do that. Dude, yeah, we'll do something. We'll do something. I will lose my Absolutely. mind. But anyway, I'm so excited. Let's let's just pray and bust a fist pump that next week that it'll be. Uh, Caleb and I mean Cody and Victoria. That would be the best finale ever in Big Brother for me. That would be well. Shocking. That is going to be that's going to be what we're going to be praying for over the next week, and hopefully we get it because yes. it'll be it'll make Wednesday even better. 
I got to run. I appreciate you so much. I'll talk to you Wednesday, okay? All right. I can't wait. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. How about that? We got the man of the house to say, you're welcome. You know what? I can tell it's a man of few words, but he's a strong man, and I appreciate him doing that for us. He shares her with us. I know that he's been eating soup, but still, I'm sure, as much as we love talking to her, I'm sure he would like to talk to her a little bit, too, when we have her on the radio. So, you know, he really does share with us, and that's that's very sweet. Listen, I'm going to take a real quick commercial. You know it's a three-part series. I want to tell you about the middle game of how you win Big Brother, in my opinion. When we come back, I'll make it short and sweet. We won't be very long, folks. Stick in there. Um, Again, we're going to talk about the middle game. You know, last week we talked about the beginning of the game and how you win and what you should do. Now we're going to talk about the middle game. Stay tuned, folks. Be right back. It's the Big Brother After Show. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? Not just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to say it. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. talking about i always like to do a um final thought so my final thought last week i like doing the three-part series it's how i believe you win big brother now if you missed it last week i said the beginning it's like a chess game there's a beginning middle and end game to this and it's about a month each now you've got usually 16 people uh you got a couple of double evictions in there it's about three months a little over three months so i really believe that in the first month your job is to be completely social Ask a lot of questions. Get people to talk about themselves. Don't talk about yourself. Ask questions about them. You want to be intimate with them. You want to know everything about their families. People in general are very egotistical people. They're very self-centered. And if you ask enough questions, they begin to tell you enough answers, and they begin to open up. And that creates a bond where people really don't want to send you home early. Also, I said in the early game that there's usually somebody that's dumb enough to do something stupid that's going to get them sent home. Now, in the beginning, you're going to probably, if you're very social and you're out there and you're talking to people, you're going to make bonds with people, and hopefully those, those people are going to include you in some sort of alliance. I am a fan of getting into an alliance early. 
I do think it can give you some time. I think it can protect you. I think especially if you're a low-key member of the alliance, people don't suspect you. They're, they're still going to be open with you when they're outside the alliance. You know, look, Bomb Squad and, and being eight people protected, ten people protected, and a house of 16 is fantastic. You've got a lot of odds that are working in your favor. Everything's a numbers game, and I think your numbers look great when you get into an alliance early. So I think in the middle game, you're in your alliance and you're starting to do things, but I think this is when you begin to take down bigger targets, and that means when somebody maybe has one HOH that's outside of your alliance, and they put up two people in your alliance. Now, remember, your social game needs to be good, and you need to have a bond with everyone. And so you need to you need to lessen your likelihood to go up. Don't do anything too stupid. Don't get drunk and get naked and streak or try to, you know, touch a woman's private part or anything. Don't be dumb, okay? Don't try to fight someone and headbutt them. Just be cool, be laid back, be engaged in the game, but be engaged with people. Middle game is when people start going up that are people that are bigger targets. Like, okay, let's say that when Devin went up this season, I think it would have been smart to try to talk to people about saving Devin because Devin's a bigger target in the house. You want to keep bigger targets in front of you. That's when the middle game comes into play. When you see bigger targets on the block, you do need to take them down. But there are also sometimes when somebody's a big target because they're acting crazy or they have a vendetta against somebody else, or it's going to be Devin versus, <clears throat> you know, everybody else in the house. You need to keep, you need to just strategize on who you want to keep and who you want to get rid of. I think you have to label your targets to greatest importance to you and who you can use later. I think there would have been a lot of smooth moves to have kept Devin early in the game and said, look, you're by yourself. If I can get the votes for you to stay, I just want one guarantee from you. Week-to-week deal, I want you to keep me safe next time at your HOH, and, I'll, and, and you know, I'll, I'll try to see if I can get the votes for you. Now, if you don't get the votes, no big deal. That person goes home, you don't lose anything. You've got to be very crafty not to get caught by your alliance trying to backstab or kind of backsneak, maybe even send one of them home. But I think it's very, very important that in the middle game that you find one person that you trust, maybe two at the most, but one that you know at this point, you've been in the house together for four to six weeks, depending on the length of the season. You're coming into the middle game, and you need to lock down a person that you can trust no matter what. Now, they don't need to be a person in your alliance. They need to be somebody on the outside of your alliance, and there's a reason. The person outside your alliance will tell you what's going on in the house while you're listening to everything going on in the alliance. It's smart to sit there and make that alliance with somebody tight who's on the outside of your bigger alliance if you're lucky enough to get into one. You share information. You talk about what the rumblings are in the house. You talk about what people's fears are, what they think, who they think they should go up, who are they targeting in the alliance, who are they not, who are they, who is the alliance targeting outside of the alliance. These are things that need to be shared. This is a huge information-sharing moment. You've created the bond early in the game. You've started the game off well. You've gotten a bond with everybody in the house because you've laid low and you've asked questions about them and you've created a bond. It's now time to find that one person that you have the tightest bond with that's on the outside and speak with them about secrets going on around the house. Meet in a secret place. Talk quickly. Don't spend a lot of time together. Don't, don't hang out, okay? That gets a lot of people in trouble. Stay low. Keep low. Trade information. Now, what that helps you do is be able to swing votes when you need somebody to go home. 
what we often find in this game is that people stick to the big alliance. They only roll with the big alliance. That's all they'll do, and they won't break it. And then you've got people that are on the outside scattered, like we saw this season. There was enough people outside the season this year or outside the alliance this season that could have come together and swung some votes. And the middle game is your opportunity to swing votes, to get people out that are large targets that people are afraid of, or to keep a dramatic character in the house to keep the target on their back. You never want to get rid of people that are going to help you stay protected. You want to create a cushion between you and the votes. You want to create a cushion between you and everyone in the house. If you can keep one person in, and Donnie is a great example. You keep Donnie in the house, Donnie's going to keep going up, Donnie's going to keep going up, Donnie's going to keep going up. Donnie going up over and over week after week saved a lot of people to the end of the, uh, the, end of the season because everybody was so occupied on getting him out. Keeping somebody like that in, manipulating the votes, changing votes as they go down, uh, talking about saving someone that most people were like, well, you know, I never thought about that before. You have to be very good at convincing and manipulating people to vote in a certain way to throw the rest of the house off. And you need to be the first person when that guy stays that is supposed to go home, who was a huge target, that you know is going to go after people you need out of your way, you're the first person that stands up and says, who the hell voted for this guy to stay? I look like a fool voting him out, and yet he stays. Which one of the people in the alliance left? Okay, Which one of the people in the alliance went and voted for this guy to stay in the house? You need to point the finger first. You need to put the people on the trail first. You need to lead the trail to find out who it was when, in fact, it was you who did it all. That's how you start eliminating people. You want weak people at the end of the season, not strong people. We're seeing this now where a lot of strong people make it to the end, and they, yeah, it's great for entertainment, but for me to win $500,000, I want the weakest group at the end of the season to go against. I want the most easily manipulated people. I want the people that don't win as many competitions at the end because in my end game, we're going to talk about that next week. It's going to be very important why you need that to happen. So the middle game is about communication, 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 communication. It's about building a line of communication to the outside of your alliance. It's about building that person's relationship and trust that can give you information of what's going on, on the outside so that you know what's going on in your alliance and what's going on outside the alliance. Now, again, you keep this to another person. You don't spread it out. You don't go further than that. You leave it as it is. The biggest thing that you can do at the end of the middle game is turn on your alliance first. That's 101. That's the way it should be. Here's the problem with people in big alliances. If you don't know that your alliance is about to break up, you're the person that's going up on the block. You don't want to be the last person to find out your alliance is broken. You want to be the person to pull out that sword, give them a tight hug, stab it in their back real tight and say, good night, sweet prince. I'll see you on the outside. That's the moment towards the end of the middle game where your information, your communication to somebody on the outside to swing votes a certain way has begun to happen. And when you begin to get rid of your alliance, it will be obvious that the alliance is breaking up. Now, you should completely be the person who's in shock when this alliance starts to break, but you should always, 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 always be the first person to stab your alliance in the back. Not the one that's communicating to the outside, but the big one that you've created or that you've been asked to join. It's time for you to start breaking them up in the, at the end of the middle game 
and then we're going to talk about what happens at the end next week after the finale. That'll be it for the final uh, the final show, really, and it'll also be the last final thought I have this this whole entire season. It's incredible. So, to review, lay low at the beginning. It's a three part situation: opening, middle, and end. The opening, you stay very low. You communicate. You create bonds. You begin to find out the people that you really can trust. You try to see if you can get into an alliance. You try to get asked into one, be at the right place at the right time. Always be talking. Always be asking people questions, getting to know them, making them feel comfortable, that you're their best friend. And then in the middle game, it's the time to start switching up votes, doing things outside your alliance with a communication to somebody who's outside of it, getting a bond with them, creating a solid final two with them. And another thing is, too, well, we'll talk about it in the last part because it really comes in the last play. But some of these alliances and some of these deals that are made are deals that are made for a long period of time. For instance, I say, hey, I never, ever, 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 ever will put you up. I think that's a mistake. I think what you need to say is, look, the next time I'm HOH, I won't, I won't put you up. The next time you're HOH, you won't put me up. After that, after that, we start over again. If you want to create another deal, we'll do it. But I think a lot of times these deals are way too long and people realize they don't want to be in them anymore and you're going to get turned on anyway. And if you trust it, you're really going to get screwed. So all this middle game stuff is is always about manipulation. It's always about backstabbing people that trusted you except for that final, that one person that you decided to make a final two who's on the outside of your alliance. Backstabbing the alliance first and starting to break it up. And as it begins to break up, you're in complete control of what's happening even though there's chaos. You always want to be the center of chaos. In the middle of a tornado and a hurricane is silence. You want to be in that peaceful place in the middle watching it go down. Folks, I'm Sam. You heard from Miss Chicago. You heard from Mr. California. This is one of the last two shows. It's heartbreaking. But like Miss Chicago said, we're going to try to do something next season. Don't worry about it. Don't get your heart broken too fast. It's been a lot of fun, but we got one more left, and that's the finale. Now, I hope you all cross your fingers and hope that Cody picks Victoria and wins the final HOH and takes her because that's about the only action we're going to get this season. Folks, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for letting me talk to you off. Thanks for letting me talk about Big Brother. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Wednesday for the finale right afterwards. I think it's going to be 11 o'clock. Man, it's going to be late, but I think it's going to be right after the finale. I believe it's 9.30 to 11 on CBS Eastern Time. So I will definitely, definitely, definitely be on as soon as the season ends. We're going to be right here taking your calls, taking your chats, and enjoying the last conversation that we'll have about Big Brother 16, which is not all that bad. It's sad in some ways, but I'm kind of ready to get this season off my back and move on to the next one. Hopefully we'll get a great season next year. But that's all for talk next Wednesday. Folks, don't forget Friday we're going to have the first part of the HOH. Won't have a show, but don't forget to tune in and watch that. Friday's our new uh, sneaky thing that they're trying to do, and I think a lot of people are missing shows. So, please, don't miss Friday. It's the first part of the final HOH. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll see you next Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, folks. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Be good to each other. Watching me.